This is Dan Myler, host of the longest-running Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast in the industry, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Join me and my co-hosts, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price from DynastyLeagueFootball.com as we use 60-plus years of Dynasty experience to analyze news, walk through startup and team-building strategies, and highlight trade targets to keep you... My people, my people, what's going on? Fantasy football families again. Eugene, welcome to Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast. I, like I said, I'm Eugene. I'm one of the hosts of the show. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us, we, we thank you. We thank you for you know giving us some, your time to, to take to take a listen to what we got going on. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Genes. That's G E N E S. Also, you can find our our official Twitter handle at Off the Line FF. Uh, on this pod, we like to talk all things fantasy, you know, analyze certain players in their situations, uh, you know, have a few laughs, you know, have a couple jokes, all in hopes of you understanding what we got uh, explaining to y'all in a, in a language that you understand to apply to your fantasy squads. Now, to the other hosts of the show, Ike, what's going on? What's popping? What's going on? What's going on? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at just underscore Ike09. Yeah, man, what's, uh, what's going on, Gene? Uh, we had a pretty, pretty, pretty uh, mixed bag worth of fantasy <laughs> output this weekend. Um, we had a lot of bad games. Uh, we had a, we had some good games, um, but just kind of touching on the on the bad games for a second. We had some ugly ass football to start off <laughs> week ten with the Ravens and Dolphins. Like that game for you know three quarters was is borderline unwatchable. Borderline yeah. unwatchable. Um, and you know Lamar Jackson kind of struggled, um, you know, and then Tua was yo-yoed in and out of the lineup. He wasn't even supposed to play, and then he ended up playing. He ended up doing well. So uh, hopefully Miami can figure that quarterback situation out um, going forward. And then you know Tom Brady off of off of a bye going to Washington um, to the you know losing to the team that he almost lost to in the, in the first round of the playoffs last year. And yeah. it looks like they gave him fits again. Yeah. Um, so you know Tampa Bay they got to figure some shit out. In a hurry, because you know, obviously, obviously, they're missing Antonio Brown. They're missing Gronk. Um, we we understand that, but uh, you know, you know, Mike Evans, he 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 still got his. Chris Godwin's kind of banged up with his foot. Um, so we we hope you know Tampa Bay you know pulls it together um, in in the coming weeks. But then we also had a tie. We had a tie of you know it was like one of the ugliest games I've ever seen, um, and it wasn't even an exciting game. <laughs> no. It was it was a tie. It was just two bad quarterbacks just seeing how you know seeing seeing how they can outduel each other and how bad they can be. Um, you know, Mason <laughs> Rudolph had you know Mason Rudolph versus Jared Goff. I think at one point Jared Goff had thirty yards through like three and a half quarters. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it was Why it you- was it was it was ugly. And then Mason Rudolph had fifty pass attempts and he only threw for barely two hundred and forty yards. Um, it was just it was just an awful game. Um, the only the only bright spot in that game were the two running backs. Yeah, uh, DeAndre Swift yeah. had you know thirty six touches. That's what we love to see. You know, if you're a DeAndre Swift uh, fantasy owner, you have been waiting for this moment when he has the backfield all to himself. He played you know ma- the majority of the snaps. Got you know he had over a twenty five percent target share. Yeah, um, and obviously he got you know at least eighty percent of the running back rushes. So you know what more can you could you have asked for? 
Um, and then on the other side, Najee Harris has been balling all year. He's the RB4 in PPR, and they continue to feed him. Um, but outside of that, <laughs> that's that's pretty much all you can say about the about that game. It was just bad. Yeah, it just was bad. bad. It's like, I mean, you saw Ray Ray McLeod. He was the featured wide receiver for, for the Steelers. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and then uh, anytime that I was, I'm looking, I'm like, all right, Detroit. I've seen somebody running down the field to score like a, a 60 yard touchdown. I'm like, okay, DeAndre Swift. Then I see the number on the back. I was like, what? 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 What is this? Like this dude getting snakes for. For touchdowns, man. He and I think that was in. his only carry of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Jamar Jefferson had a, had a long touchdown run. Yeah, and then he, he got like hurt. Carries. Yep. And then uh, Godwin had I don't know four, three or four carries, and he had one touch long run, one you know long run for a touchdown. So it was just it was a weird game. Um, I'm glad it's over. Glad we don't have to see those two play again. Those two <laughs> quarterbacks play against each other again because it was just awful. Um, and yeah. speaking of awful, um, you know, Russell Wilson made his return to action this this Good. past Sunday, and he was awful. He was just as bad as those two quarterbacks we described. Uh, only 50% completions. Um, his QBR was 13. Um, that's not good. That's not no. good. <laughs> seems seems bad. Seems bad, right? Um, he he threw he threw two interceptions. Um, and you know, this was actually the first time in the Russ Pete Carroll era that they were actually shut out. Um, believe it or not. Um, so it was just it was just all bad for the the Seahawks and you know Russell Wilson's first return to action. And then you know per per uh, PFF, I saw the stat on Twitter. Um, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, um, they were the top two uh, receivers um, on the week. In most unrealized air yards, I believe it. So, so you know, Russell Wilson was just—he was off target, um, you know, early and often in that game. And you know, hopefully, you know, they can just use this game as you know to, to sh- you know to shake the rust off and potentially burn the tape. And then hopefully, you know, next week against uh, Arizona, they can get they can get back on the right track. Yeah, I mean, all his throws were high, man. Like just every single last one of them. Yeah. He was out there throwing some two pox. Let me see you toss it up. <laughs> um, see who come, who come da- <laughs> Let me Let see you toss it up. <laughs> it just yeah, it was bad. Like the bat, the game was just bad. Period. Like I didn't know what the what the uh, game the Packers were doing play calling wise. Like it was just it was just a, it was a weird game. Like yeah, it, it you didn't know make I, any sense. You know, and I made a I made a a point on Twitter about like I was I was so frustrated watching the game because both offensive play callers were just playing scared essentially (laughs) and both of those defenses are they can be had like they have weaknesses yeah Um, the secondaries of those teams are not good yeah they're they're middle of the pack at best so i mean i i just didn't understand like the the game plans uh between the two you know between the two teams it was just it was just odd overall just yeah man yeah let's stop talking about these these trash games let's get to some (laughs) some good stuff so like i mean there was like we had the the script it was almost like the stars and scrubs of games, so like we talked about the scrubs. Now let's get to the stars, man. Let's get like, to the stars, please. There was a there was a lot of get right games for some teams, like yeah. uh, our our Dallas Cowboys. They, they had a get right spot with Atlanta. I know yes, Vegas sir. had a, had us uh, wondering what was going on because the line was dropping on Sunday, but you know, didn't it, matter. It didn't it didn't matter. You know, Dak went out there. He had what two almost three hundred three touchdowns. Uh, one of those touchdowns was a rushing touchdown at the end. Um, you know, CD Lamb got right with his six for 94, two touchdowns. You know, nobody struggles. I mean, we kept going on fourth down, kept kept, kept converting on fourth down. Uh, you saw you saw Zeke get right, you saw Polly get right, like everybody was good. Gallup's first game back, 
Um, he looked it looked good. He had a 14% target share, 35% yeah. of the uh total air yards for the game. Um, these I mean, these are all good numbers for for a third uh, your third wide receiver coming back from from injury. Uh, yeah. but, and and I will say, like, and we did see the uh him coming in was I mean, it was a, a down tick for like you know, a little small down tick for for like Cooper, but a big one for for Schultz, which was expected. Uh, yeah. He only had 6% of the target share with only two targets. Granted, it wasn't a blowout, uh, but, I mean, this should be something to be expected for for the, uh, for people that own Schultz. Like, we're not going to get the elite the elite numbers that we were seeing before uh, Gallup got hurt. Yeah, he he um, was over over 20, 20% target share um, in those, I think, five weeks that Gallup was, uh, Gallup was out. So, um, you know, obviously, I don't think it's going to remain at 6% going forward, but... Um, I would temper your expectations for the rest of season for uh, Dalton Schultz if you do own him because uh, yeah. since Michael Gallup is back, there's just going to be too many, uh, you know, too many mouths to feed in that offense. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it, mean, it'll, has- it'll be it'll be volatile week to week. We know that CD is probably going to get his more often than not. Cooper as well, but you know we'll probably see Gallup. We'll maybe see even we'll maybe even see Gallup. You know, be a be a wide receiver, have a couple of wide receiver in one weeks. Um, but yeah, you'll just have to temper your expectations. Yeah, definitely for sure. Uh, another team that got right uh, was your your Buffalo Bills. You know, Justin Allen he went what three sixty six, two touchdowns. Uh, you know, Diggs woke up. I mean, he caught he finally caught a long a long pass, something that he had been missing this whole season compared to last year. Um, eight for one sixty two and a touchdown, thirteen targets. I mean, the targets have always been there, just not the yards. Uh, this past week, he had 46% of the target share and 40% of the uh, air yard. So <laughs> they they did what they were supposed to do, man. They uh they understood the assignment. Uh, they understood the assignment, yeah. <laughs> versus the Jets. So, yeah, there was uh, just there was just a bunch. There was like this one play where where Diggs had had like a stutter go. He was open immediately and just mm-hmm. ran down the sideline for like a 50 to 50 60 yeah. yard gain. It was just beautiful. It was just thinking beautiful. Yeah. Like I I yeah. just. I enjoy watching Stefan Diggs run routes because he's one of the best in the business. Um, and it's it's good to finally see him get, you know, have that, have that, uh, have that big, you know, get right game um, that we've been waiting. You know, most of you had drafted him in the second round and this is kind of what you've been looking for. Now, granted, it's only, it's, it's been, you know, 10 weeks. You know, it's been 10 weeks, but hey, maybe we'll, this is a, this is a trend and he, maybe you can carry your, your fantasy teams on, you know, on through the playoffs. Yeah, uh, and I mean, granted, I mean, the fantasy numbers have been down compared to last year, but they're still really good. Uh, so it's not like he's been sinking sinking the ship on your team if you have him. Uh, yeah. We, I mean, we even saw Garrett, uh, not Garrett, Gabriel Davis get in the game because they were because Beasley was hurt and he was. I mean, at the end of the game, I think he ended up having like three for like eighty. Three. Uh, it was. Uh, it was three. It was three for one hundred five. Oh yeah, that's right. He had that long. Yeah. That long. Yeah. And then I, was, I mean, we even saw uh, something called Matt Breida even get in the game and and score a touchdown. Like I think he played like twelve snaps, or yeah, he played like between twelve and fifteen snaps and, and got had two touchdowns. So it was just the the the, the you know the Bills they they did whatever they wanted. Uh, I think yeah. the Jets uh, like going forward, like going forward on these on on the shows that we're going to record, we will have the Jets as a fade. The Jets defense auto, is a fade auto, for the rest of season. Auto, it's going to be auto. an auto fade. Attack the Jets defense any way you should, any 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 way you can. Um, if you have, you know, if you have a players that are going to go up against the Jets, I would try to trade for them. If your trade deadline isn't there, like there, 
you have to you have to fade the Jets at all costs until they until they show you that they can defend. Point blank. Period. Definitely. Yeah. I, oh, and I forgot to point out one. I forgot to point out the dud at the beginning of the week that that Baltimore game. Remember we touted uh, Mike Gesicki and he gave us a big ass fat goose egg. Hey, 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 hey. We're we're on, we're on the positivity now. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I just had, I just had to put that out there, but yeah, but, go no, ahead. But go you ahead. know, you're 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 right. Um, it, it, look, it, the the process was right. Um, you yeah. know, Baltimore had struggled all season defending tight ends, and uh, you know he had seven targets. I mean, if yeah. you had asked me that, if you had asked me, hey, Mike Gesicki's going, if you had told me that Gesicki was going to have seven targets uh, against the Ravens, I mean, you would think he would have like five for like sixty five and maybe a touchdown mm-hmm. or something. That would be pretty reasonable. Um, that'd be kind of on par with what he's been doing. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, we we got no catches. So, um, you know, next, you know, obviously they get the they get the Jets this week. Um, Get right. (laughs) Get right spot. Get right spot. Lightning can't strike twice. So uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll have to we'll have to trust against Gasicki this week as well. And speaking of another guy that you can trust in your lineups that you can actually trust in your lineups that won't give you a goose egg. Uh, we saw him play last night. His name is uh, Debo Samuel for the 49ers. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he, he's just as automatic as it gets um, as, as, as a wide receiver one in fantasy this year. Um, he, he leads the 49ers in targets. And, you know, last night he, had, he was even playing a little bit of running back. Yeah. They were handing him, like, you know, uh, trap plays, toss sweeps, uh, off tackle, uh, shotgun, you know, shotgun draws. <laughs> um, they were they were just using him all over the field, and you know he had 10, 10 total touches for one hundred and thirty three yards and two touchdowns, and he had the uh, he had the forty yarder um, at the in the fourth quarter to you know essentially put the game away. Yeah, um, but you know on the season he has nine hundred and seventy nine yards receiving. He's on pace for just over seventeen hundred. Um, this guy is just he is just on another another planet right now. He is he is that forty nine ers offense, and you know Jimmy G when you know he. He only he only goes through, goes through one read. It's usually Debo Samuel, or sometimes it's George Kittle, uh, and that's it. That's that's the passing game for the 49ers. and it's yeah. you know Debo's going to continue to feast um, week in and week out. Yeah, um, I don't. I mean, he was. I, I I'm surprised that the four, that the Rams didn't do anything like they didn't like you would have thought they would have just eventually just had Ramsey kind of shadow him. They didn't do it at all, and like that. That touching at the end of the game was just like it was just like a free like it was just like a free lane for him like you're just like hey here you go let me give you the yellow brick road to our to the end zone. You know you know the one thing that I can maybe give uh, Kyle Shanahan some credit for is that they do move Debo Samuel around to avoid yeah. potential shadow coverage and they and, they and and they put him I in mean, the slot was, fairly often. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't really play on the outside. He plays in the slot mostly. Yeah. And then he usually has like another receiver on the side of him, or another receiver inside of him. So the you know so the uh, so the corner doesn't really have an opportunity to, to to press him out the line. Yep. So that that's that's good. That's good play design. That's good ske- uh, good schematics on their part. So that's why you see Debo Samuel always open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if only Kyle Shanahan's can do this every week and you know, get some wins. I mean, I just, like, and, I mean, and also before, I mean, you kept hearing that uh, McVeigh has not beat this dude in a lot. Like, this is five in a row that Shanahan is beating him. So I'm just yeah. like, I, I don't get it. But, you know, sometimes, I mean, it's just division foe. So sometimes this is what happens. Yeah. And speaking of always open, um, well, he, he was always open until he had to, you know, had to switch teams. 
the the, the Rams had a the Rams had a new uh, wide receiver debut for their team last night as in the same game. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, um, he yeah. he he didn't have uh, much of an impact. Um, although on the first play of the game, you know Matthew Stafford threw him a, a nice uh, you know seven eight yard stop route, which of was course. Nice. Of course. Um, and then later on that drive threw an interception, um, targeting Odell Beckham. But you know that was just Matthew Stafford not you know not paying attention and just kind of chucking it up. Um, if I, I think if he threw the ball at a different spot, uh, maybe there, there there could have been a different outcome for that play. But um, overall, you know, OBJ played twenty seven percent of the snaps, only had three targets. Um, two had two. What was it? Two for eighteen was his total line. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, you know they'll, they'll have the bye this week. The Rams and the Broncos are on bye this week. So once the uh, you know the Rams they they can they can take this bye week to kind of reconvene and. Really, uh, really work OBJ into the offense, and then you know, week twelve, whenever they do return, um, they'll have more, much, you know, a much better, uh, a much better handle on how to utilize them. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, they had good, they had good intentions. Like they had him lined up in the backfield when, and then they kind of flared him out, and they left Cooper cut wide open on the sideline for like a twenty-something yard gain. Like, there's definitely potential in terms of how how they want to use them. Just they just ran into a buzzsaw last night, and so. It was just playing catch up. But at some point, we're going to have to have a conversation about the Matthew Stafford overhype, him coming to the Rams because, I mean. It's time to start a dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) Not today, but let's see what happens, man, because, yeah, it it looks like the same Matthew Stafford to me, but I'll I'll be patient. We'll we'll just see what happens. And and, and speaking of running into a buzzsaw, the Las Vegas Raiders ran into a buzzsaw on Sunday <laughs> night. And that buzzsaw was the angry and pissed off. And <laughs> yeah, the angry and pissed off Kansas City Chiefs because they uh, they got right. They got right. Um, you know, they, they completely violated the Raiders. Um, <laughs> completely violated them. Like they just did. They did whatever they wanted. Travis Kelsey continued to continue his dominance over the Raiders. You know, eight for 119. Seven Easy first work. downs. Um, you know, there was just, a, you know, even, um, you know, even, even Dar- Darrell Williams had a hundred yards receiving. Yeah. It was crazy. crazy. It, was, it was, it was, it was insane. And then, you know, obviously, um, Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, and he's, and this is our, and this, and this is kind of segueing to our uh, fantasy MVP of the week, uh, Patrick Mahomes, 400 yards and five touchdowns. He's back. <laughs> easy work, man. Yeah, easy, easiest of work. Um, you know, he, he he was just ripping off chunk play after chunk play. Um, he was targeting Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill had two touchdowns. Um, you know, eighty-three yards receiving and two touchdowns. Um, and Patrick Mahomes is obviously he vaulted right back into his uh, his his overall QB one in fantasy. You know, he had, he had other people hold that spot for a couple weeks. Yeah. Until you know, in, until he was ready to take it back, and now I think we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna see the you know, we're we're gonna see the the Mahomes that we've uh, we saw earlier in the season. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like the Raiders just ignored what teams did like the last month. Yeah, they just like, hey, we're not gonna play cover two. You know, we're just gonna kind of you know do our own thing, piss down our legs. You know, don't watch film, uh, not show up for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> basically <Pretty much>. yeah. <laughs> in front in front of the in front of everybody's wives on Sunday night football you know just don't care um it's just yeah I, but I will say um 
let's see what what happens. Like that, they got the they got the Cowboys this coming week at home. Um, and then uh, that's gonna be a hell. Of, I'm gonna. Uh, that's gonna be a hell of a game. A, it a is. hell of a game. It's gonna be a shootout. Yeah. Points everywhere. Yeah. Points all over the all over the place. Yeah. And so I, I look, can't wait to I'll, let me let me give it a couple more weeks before I say like okay they they got they figured it out because I mean yeah I mean, it's good they, it's good to see them like kind of get back on track. That's true. Sure. That's true. Um, That's true. But yeah, like you're, you know, you're right. You know, we want to see them, con- you know, string together a couple of performances in a row to, to really yeah. convince everybody. Okay, this is the Chiefs team that. Yeah. Everybody basically picked to go back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but you could tell they got smart. Like they, they were like you said, like you said, uh, they, they were throwing dump offs to Daryl. Uh, that's what you're supposed. To, that's what they give you in cover two. So you, you take it. Yeah. And then when they started coming shading their covers, and that's when they were eating them up with Kelsey. You know, mm-hmm. with Tyree, like it just, it was just easy work. It was crazy. Um, yeah. You know, but we also got our loser, our least valuable player of the week. Uh, and that goes to your, uh, your guy, Baker Mayfield. That's May- not my guy at all. Mayfield. No. Don't, uh, don't, do not, do not count <laughs> on the audience. That is not my guy whatsoever. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this guy only mustered up 73 passing yards, touchdown in the interception before he left the game uh, with the. At first, I thought it was a so- shoulder injury, but apparently, he hurt his knee. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's an it's a knee injury. Yeah, uh, you know his. He only only mustered up eleven yards, uh, eleven yards on one target, one catch for all of his wide receivers combined. Uh, you know, Case Keenum had more yards in what, um, not even a basically a quarter and in, in a quarter a quarter and some change. I think I think yeah. he played like a, like a little, most of the second half. Yeah, um, but, he had, but he had more passing yards than, than yeah. Baker. It just he just looked helpless. Like he just didn't know what what he was doing. It's weird. Like you have the week after they get rid of Odell, they look the they look like the the monsters, and then the next week they just look <laughs> they look look like uh the the glass shoe fell off, man. Like it just yeah, it's it's weird watching them sometimes, man. Like they just yeah. I don't know their offense is a little is a little is a little funky, but. Yeah. You know, hopefully they uh figured it out. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 see we'll see what happens. Um, maybe you know I think I think Baker was uh listed as day to day with his, his knee injury, and I think he's expected to start next week. So yeah. Um, hopefully you know they have the they have the Lions coming in. Um, right everybody seems to get right against right. Every <laughs> everybody seems to get right against them. So uh, yeah. we'll see if if anybody can get right against them. It to me, it's got to be the, the the Browns, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, we'll I mean we'll be talking about. About them a little bit later. So, yeah. Check it out. NFL football is finally back, baby. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Cowboys tickets or Rams tickets or Cardinals tickets anymore because Tick Pick, that's T I C K P I C K, is the original no fee ticket site. And the only one you'll ever need is your go to for all NFL tickets. Tick Pick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices, for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in, in purchase price. Listen, I know you want to go to a Cowboys game here in Texas, or you want to go see those awful Jaguars play on the road. TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash Debbie today and use the promo code Debbie to save $10 off your first order for those Dallas Cowboy tickets or whatever your favorite NFL team tickets are. 
Uh, you know, now we back. To, now we are um, the part of the show where we, my favorite segment, cap or no cap. For the people that do not know what cap means, that's basically that's a basically another word for saying you're lying. So if I was to say like, hey, you know, I don't got no glasses on right now, I would say that's cap, big yo. cap, because <laughs> I'm definitely wearing glasses right now. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm gonna give them. A statement, you know, he's gonna say no, no cap or cap. Argue his points. If I go against it, then you know I'm gonna get my my uh, my point across too. Um, and if I agree, then you know we just keep it moving. So my first one, Ike, AJ Dillon. This is somebody that I've been I've been talking about for for a couple of weeks now, and now it's his time. You know, AJ, uh, not um, Aaron Jones is gonna be out for probably two weeks. Um, before their buy, you know, is 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 uh, AJ Dillon uh, RB one the next two weeks before their buy cap? Uh, that's, cap. that's absolutely no cap. He's definitely he's definitely going to be an RB one over the next couple of weeks. He look he looked he looked pretty he looked pretty good. Um, you know, when Aaron Jones got hurt, he was carrying the load. He even yeah. caught a nice little uh nice little of uh, a route in the route in the flat or passing the flat and turned it up mm-hmm. for like fifty yards. He broke like multiple tackles. And that was one thing that he he did well um, in college was break. He broke a lot of tackles, and he's he's pretty explosive. Um, so you know that he's he's de- that's definitely no cap. Um, you know he gets Minnesota this week, and they're thirty first in rush EPA per play. So on a per play basis, they you know they basically give up a, you know a lot of yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then they have the Rams uh, the following week, and they're just there's twentieth in, in rush EPA per play. So you know the last three weeks he has he's had forty five carries for one hundred ninety yards and two touchdowns. Um, 17 first downs, 16 red zone rushes, and a 53% snap share. Um, that now obviously that's a little skewed because of last week and Aaron Jones got hurt and he missed a good portion of like the second half. But you know, again, like they've been they've been increasing this guy's workload, even though you know, even though his overall snaps haven't been up to par, um, what we would like to see. But they've they've been increasing his carries um over the last several weeks and um, he's like the perfect guy to have, at least right now. Um, you know, as they make a playoff push, um, as they try to at least hold on to their, I think they're the top top seed in the uh, NFC, correct? Yep, correct. Right now, yeah, they're they eight, they're eight and two. Yeah, they're eight and two. So, um, you know, they you know, as, as as long as they're you know near the top, they're gonna they're gonna ride AJ Dillon because he's he's got the he's got the body for it. Definitely, he can uh, yeah you know, he can withstand a lot of punishment. And you know, as much as we love Aaron Jones, as much as I love Aaron Jones in particular. He's gotten banged up, um, here, you know, over the last you know a couple of years here and there. I mean, it's not he hasn't missed like a you know a ton of time, but he he always has always seems to have some sort of you know lower body injury. Um, you know, his his most recent injury is a a sprained a sprained MCL. He he he's already done that a couple of times early on in his career. I think last year he had a calf injury, so he's had yeah. these little nicks these little nicks and bruises, um, you know, as of late. But yeah, AJ Dillon is definitely going to be an RB one over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, I, and we, we won't and we won't see Aaron Jones until after the bye. Yeah, if, after the if, bye if for sure. They're smart. So week fourteen yeah. is the next time um, you guys will see Aaron Jones versus Chicago. Yeah, versus uh, Chicago, yep. And maybe uh, uh, Mac might be back for Chicago by then too. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I concur. You know, like I said before, this is somebody I've been kind of been seeing. You've been seeing the uptick, and I, I, I mean, he looks good, man. Like somebody that's six foot two fifty, the way he moves, like 
Okay. And it's starting to and it's starting to get cold. Like that's not somebody you want to hit. He might, you might, we might see like Derrick Henry light for the next two weeks, depending Derrick on Derrick Henry light. Yeah, depending that's, on how this goes. Not, that's not a far fetched comparison. Yeah. So we'll see. And you know, you know, uh, uh, McFlore. He, I mean, this is somebody he likes. Like I've said before, this is somebody he keeps talking about. Um, now yeah. he gets to. Now he gets to put. Then he gets to show everybody what it what it really looks like when he's the featured guy. So yeah, as I mentioned last week, he he's he was in love with the styes. Always yeah. talked about his thighs. <laughs> so yeah, um, he's like he's got he's got really big thick legs. Blah blah. blah. <laughs> That's we get it. We, we get, get it. Yeah, exactly. We can see. We have eyes. We can see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one, cap or no cap? Daryl Williams is he the starter when Ceh comes back? Mm. I, I think he should be. Um, I, I think I, I think he should be the starter. Um, I'm uh, Daryl Williams, the starter when Ceh gets back. I'm right now. I'm going to say no cap until I see it. Until I see it not be the case. Yeah, um, he's he's looked good in, in in relief of of, of Ceh, man. Like I think. Um, and there, there was a couple of stats that I, I saw on Twitter about him, you know, having, uh, you know, a higher running back rush share, a higher target share, um, a lot of, a lot, you know, a, high, a higher touch share overall, all, all, all higher than what Ceh has, has gotten all season long. I think, the, in the games that Ceh has played, he's got ten total targets, and in the last game that you know Daryl Williams played, to, you know, this past Sunday, he had over ten targets. He had nine yeah. catches yeah. for hundred over hundred yards. Um, so it, for some, for whatever reason, you know, they, they seem to trust Daryl Williams in the passing game and they don't trust CEH in the passing game or they don't want to throw to him, throw to him in the passing game, which is, I don't know. It's, it's odd to me because that's essentially why they drafted CEH because that was his big calling card at LSU. He was a, you know, an, an elite pass catching back with, you know, great, uh, lateral quickness. Um, and it does, just doesn't seem like they're used, utilizing that skill set of his, um, in the NFL. And they're finding other backs to, to to fill that void, so I think I think it's no cap for now uh, until we see you know Ceh back in the lineup, and then we you know see if Ceh is going to start or we'll we'll see what the snap share looks like. Yeah, I I want to just lean cap just because I feel like when Ceh comes back, they're probably going to they're probably going to go back to what they're pretty much were doing with splitting them. It like you said, it is very weird that they. Rather use Daryl in the passing game than CH. I don't know. Maybe Daryl pass pass protection is better than him. Outside of that, I don't get it because I know CH catches the ball better than him. That was that was his thing. Like that's him. Yeah. So it's just weird that his usage, their usages are, are different. But CH is more of that almost that scat back type build. So yeah. Let me just. I'll just. I'll weigh on the cap side until we see we see what they do um, once he gets back. No. All right, the next one, Cortland Sutton, is he droppable? Cap or no cap? Um, Cortland Sutton droppable. That is a, that is a really good one, man. It it it, it kind of pains me to really say this, but I think he is droppable. Uh, so I think it's no cap. Um, because as long as Jerry Judy's back in that offense and. Uh, you have Albert O. You have Noah Fant. You have Tim Patrick. Um, you know this guy is not getting targets um, now. He's he's on the field, 
over 80 over 85 percent of the snaps um on a week-to-week basis but he's just not getting targets um in four games with jerry judy he has six catches on 12 targets for just 92 yards and no touchdowns that's in four games that's crazy four games he was doing that in you know without jerry judy on on numerous occasions um he had a big game against jacksonville he had a big game against pittsburgh um without jerry judy but you know with you know with judy in the lineup i mean he's I mean, he's just out there running wind sprints. He's getting he's getting some nice cardio. Yeah. Uh, he has a nine in, in those four games. He has a nine percent target share. Nine percent, nine point seven percent target share. Um, <laughs> so for for a guy that you had, you know, you had drafted in maybe like the fifth or sixth round, um, he's not he's not returning that value um, back to you. So yeah. um, I, I think you can. He he is droppable. I mean, look, he's they're they're, they're going into a bye week this week. Um, Maybe see maybe see what happens after the buy and then and then if it continues the same pattern continues then drop him but um, but I don't know I he he's he is certainly he's certainly on the drop on 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 my drop list for sure yeah that's for me is no cap like I mean this is the part of the season like if you're fighting for a fantasy spot I mean for a fantasy uh, playoff spot man like this is this is roster gymnastics time so if he ain't producing then you, you gotta let him go. Um, you don't have, I mean, like you said, I mean, four games, six, six receptions. Like yeah. you would think he's like a bum or something, but I mean, you got <laughs> Teddy, you got Teddy B as your quarterback. So that's already like you're already behind the eight ball with that. And Teddy B only like he like he loves throwing to Albert Owen and Fant. And Albert then he loves Fant, throwing to Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick when he gets near the end zone or if he needs a long play. Yeah. And and Jerry Judy. Uh, doesn't seem like there's enough for 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 him to support. Yeah, so unless somebody gets hurt, I you can't you definitely can't start them. So and and to and to your point about roster gymnastics, like it, it's at the end of the day, it's about people producing. If you're not producing, um, and you're still trotting these guys out because of their name value, um, you, you gotta you gotta yeah. reevaluate your strategy. It's it's yeah. it's game over name at this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. If if there's if there's a trend of somebody producing, get that guy in your lineup and get the guy who has you know somewhat somewhat of a brand equity um, out of your lineup because he's yeah. he's just he's killing your team. Um, and I have a I have a lot of teams um, with with a lot of guys that have name value, and they're just not producing. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to be making some changes very soon this week. And I know you and you're laughing, but you know what you know what leagues <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll probably be hitting you up for a couple of trades. Uh, so we'll, we'll I mean. We'll, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite the week. <laughs> I mean, you did decline one of them, but yeah, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens with that that side yeah. note. All but, right, but, yeah, uh, but that's but that's the but that's the message. Like, if you guys have anybody who's who's not producing and he has a you know a big name, uh, you know, you'll you'll just just get another guy in there that's producing, man. Like, try try to trade him for someone else that's that's actually you know putting up numbers. Yeah, yeah. I'm. There has to be at least one person that just likes names. So yeah. Try to we, see we, we have them. We have them in every league. You have to. Yeah. You have to exploit those people in every single yeah. league that you got them. D- definitely. All right. Last one. Cam Newton. Um. You know, I know people got excited about him with his his first two touches, t- two touches, two touchdowns. You know. Oh, this is I'm back. Be yeah, I'm back. You know. I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Is he a QB one the the rest of the way? I mean, 
the the schedule kind of kind of starts off favorable for him, but it does get a little tough at the end. Um, but is this somebody that you can you can plug in your lineups and you know just you know just let it ride? Cap or uh, no cap? Uh, it's cap for right now. Um, we haven't seen much of we haven't seen much from him right now. So uh, now we we saw him first two touches were touchdowns, like you mentioned, and you know when he gets the reins, we don't know how he's going to be able to feed DJ Moore, feed Robbie Anderson. Um, you know, obviously he has two two pretty pretty good matchups uh, coming up. He has you know Washington football team. And then they've been giving up the ass to every quarterback they faced, <laughs> every running back they faced, every wide receiver that they faced. Um, and they they just lost Chase Young for the season due to yep. a torn ACL. So and Marquez defense, Sweat is already gone too. Yeah, so that defense is already weak, and they just got weaker. Um, and then they have the Miami Dolphins. Um, now they the Miami Dolphins, you know, they they were a plus matchup for most offenses. Or it's you know outside of the last couple of weeks when they've been you know playing playing fairly well against the Texans and the Ravens. But we we haven't seen enough from Cam to really to really lean one way or the other. But as you know, as of right now, I think it's cap until we see, um, you know, see him with a full week of practice, uh, you know, a full week with the with you know DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Terrence and Terrace Marshall and uh, and CMC. Um, we just we need to see him with a full week uh, a full week with that offense before we make a, a true determination of you know Cam's rest of season outlook. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I know. Uh... When we first saw him get picked back up, I know we were we had some banter over uh, one of our fantasy groups. I did say something a little outlandish. He did uh, when I said that uh, that him and Sam Darnold are pretty much the same. <laughs> I, 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 I boosted that, but I will not. But I will say that I'm definitely reserved about the excitement with him because the last time we saw him, that dude was throwing throwing uh, dirt balls to first base whenever they. Called like eight yard curl routes in front of him, like he couldn't throw the ball. So I'll, I I need to see it. I mean, he does have these two these two get at least the Washington game for sure, where you'll be able to you can do what you want in terms of throwing the ball. But I, I definitely need to see it before before I get excited. I am happy that you know one of our one of our pretty much legends. This is somebody we grew up with as we we're going through college. Like this is dude we were watching. So yeah, uh, it's definitely good to see see somebody uh, like him. You know, get another shot and you know get get excited. I mean, you get excited when you watch him play. Like that's just his energy. So I'm definitely yeah, happy to that, see him. Yeah, and like just you know to your point about energy, like you know you could just you could just have you can just tell that the Carolina Panthers are they have a different. They have a different swagger about him now, um, and you know, just to, you know, to be fair, it, he's easily an upgrade over Sam Darnold because, like, you, you, it can't get yeah. any worse than what yeah. we saw from Sam Darnold. It just can't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, so you know, like you said, it, time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah. You know what what he ends up doing, but I think overall, it's it's a it's an upgrade um, for all the for all the pass catchers involved. Um, yeah, in, definitely. In which leads us to our next segment, which is waiver wire pickups. Cam Newton, like if you need a quarterback, this is a guy you can go pick up because uh, not only that, he gives you points just by just running, period, because he's going to run. Um, so you do, like, I mean, every time, like depending on the type of scoring league you play, I mean, 40 yards can get you, that's another point. 60 yards gets you another point. Like that's mm-hmm. a touchdown. So yep. that's a valuable asset you can have if, if they use him the way we think he should be used. Um, 
another person, another quarterback. Uh, you should be looking to, to add at least for this week if you're in need of quarterback help. Your boy Mac Daddy Jones. Um, <laughs> you know he's. He, I mean the dude looks good, man. Like there's no no other way to put it. He looks yeah. good. He playing Atlanta uh, in the dome. Uh, he has experience playing in that. Playing with Alabama, they played. They always played in there, and he always looked good. So I don't know. I mean, if looking for a uh, secondary to exploit, you need a quarterback. You know, Mac Daddy Jones is another person you can pick up. Yeah. Oh, and another quarterback you can pick up is Tua. Um, they have oh, the yeah. Jets. Um, yep. Definitely, yeah, right. you know, two two and plus matchups. You know, in uh, you know, in week six to seven, weeks six and seven, he finishes a QB one. Um, so and, you know, I get the, he played the Jags and the Falcons are the Falcons that we talked about that Mac Jones is playing against. Um, yep. The Jets, you know, they're last and past DVOA, and they just gave up 366 yards to Josh Allen. So um, that's easily a guy that you can pick up from the waiver wire. He's going to be starting going forward, and you saw him on Thursday night. He was making some good throws despite yeah. having that broken finger. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You can do you you can do a lot worse than uh, than Tua this week on the, off the waiver wire, off the Definitely. thin waiver wire, <laughs> very thin. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then some running backs that we can touch on real quick. Uh, Wayne Gallman. Uh, we saw Cordell Patterson. He didn't play much of the second half due to his ankle injury. I don't know what's that going to look like for him on Thursday, but. When Gallman, he, he, he didn't. Pra- I don't. He, I think they have some projected practice participation today, and mm-hmm. I don't think he. I don't think he uh, participated. So I think mm-hmm. he's still being evaluated right now. So um, as of as of now, I would plan for him to being out. Um, mm-hmm. I would plan for him being out. Okay. So yeah, I mean, and then in 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 relief, I mean, Wayne Gallman had the most touches in that second half. Like he. He surpassed Mike Jones. I mean, not Mike Jones, Mike Davis. Who? Uh, <laughs> he had uh, 15 for 55, so they're definitely looking for He's at least going to be carrying the rock. Um, don't, don't you just feel bad for Mike Davis? Like, every it's, it seems like. Do we? I, well, I was Do being we? nice. I was trying to be yeah. nice. <laughs> but, no, I mean, we, we've, we've known from the very beginning that Mike Davis was pretty much a jag. And yeah. his his job wasn't safe. He was just uh he was just a placeholder, um a play, basically a placeholder you know starting running back in the league and you know CPAT usurped him and then hell Wayne Gallman usurped him this week so um and then yeah. you know um just just a little just to add a little extra on that you know Wayne Gallman had twenty three snaps versus twenty um to Mike Davis and out carried him fifteen to four and while Matt Ryan was mm-hmm. in the game um you know Gallman had eight eight touches and. You know, uh, and Mike Davis only had four, um, while Matt, while Matt Ryan, the starting quarterback, was in the game. So that that's that's telling. Um, you know, that's telling on you know Mike Davis. You know, I saw a lot of uh, I saw a lot of opinions saying, oh well, they were just resting Mike Davis because it's a blowout. I was like, you're not resting no. him. You're not resting Mike Davis. You're not They've resting, resting him. Not, you've been you've been what resting him the whole year. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> like it, it's it's just I think it's just another way of, for people to make excuses for Mike Davis, thinking that they have something. Because because he he played so well in relief of Christian McCaffrey last year, last so year you're still yeah. holding on to that, but it's over. It's over. It's over. Mike Mike Davis is is done. Um, yeah. So yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, another running back, uh, Deontay Foreman. Uh, I know uh, when we saw Derrick Henry got hurt, um, we were scrambling. We were thinking McNichols was going to be the guy or pay, or Peterson. We didn't really pay attention to Foreman. Here we are two weeks later. Looks like Deontay is, is might be the guy. Um, 
Uh, he led the the Titans in snaps, carries yards la- uh, last week. I mean, not even last week. Combined the last two weeks, he's uh, he's been leading them. So it looks like he's the guy to own. So if he's out there, you know, go and get him. If you definitely, I know every, you can never have too many running backs for sure. Getting this late in the season, so yeah. that's another running back. Uh, if AJ Dillon, for whatever reasons available, he should be the top add. Go get him. I don't need whatever, to say that. Whatever else. you have left, whatever you have Go left get, in your fab, use it on yeah. AJ Dillon. If yeah. if he's there. If now, first off, if your league still has AJ Dillon on waivers, that that's an amateur league. And you need to <laughs> you need to hope hopefully you enjoy your championship once you once you win it and then leave that league as soon as you as, as soon as you <laughs> But no, um, but yeah, no, like you know, like we said, AJ Dillon, if he's available, get him. And then we'll just touch on one more. Um, Jeff Wilson. Uh, we just got news that Elijah Mitchell was diagnosed with a fractured finger and he's supposed to have surgery. So he's, he's supposed to have some pins put into his finger. So we don't know the extent of it. Um, and Jeff Wilson was already getting some run, um, you know, during the game, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in tandem with uh, with Elijah Mitchell. So he can be he can be in line for, a, you know, for a heavy workload um, for whatever reason. They're, they're going, the 49ers uh, coaching staff is going out of the way to not play Trey Sermon. Um, so those of you who drafted Trey Sermon in the sixth round this year, yikes, yikes, big yikes. Um, you know, it, it's probably not going to happen for him this year. He was, hey, some progress. He was actually dressed. He was actually in uniform last week or last night. We actually saw him standing behind uh, Kyle Shanahan. So maybe uh, next week he may get used, maybe on special teams. <laughs> if they don't activate uh, Hasty because he was he wasn't inactive. So oh, that's right. Might- <laughs> Maybe so, they yeah, might use mind. him instead. Forget what I just said. <laughs> what I just said. <laughs> um, on on to receivers, just real quick. We'll we'll touch on a couple. Uh, Marcus Johnson uh, for the Titans. Um, he's been he's been pretty he's been producing. Uh, you know since since Julio's been out um, with Julio on IR, uh, his target share with Julio um, out of the lineup has been fifteen point six percent, twenty two point two percent. And twenty three point eight percent. That's three games without Julio on the lineup, and then he just had a a, a five for one hundred yard game, a five catches for hundred yards um, this past week against the Saints, and he gets Houston this week, a much easier matchup. So that's you know that's some guy that you can go out and target on your waiver wire, and he's gonna at least give you some some decent numbers over the next couple of weeks until Julio gets back. Um, and he, even when Julio gets back, it's not a guarantee that Julio's gonna stay on the field because he hasn't been able to um, yeah. all season long. And then our, our last wide receiver is Kendrick Bourne uh, for the Patriots. Um, you know, they're obviously they're playing they're playing the, the Falcons uh, this week. And you know, Bourne he, he's he's had his he's had his moments this year. He's wide receiver thirty two on the season, and he's coming off of his best his best game of the of the year with twenty four point one PPR points, four for ninety eight and a touchdown. And then he had added three rushes for forty three yards. Um, so you know, he, he's obviously he's still playing. Um, behind uh, Nelson Aguilar and and Jacoby Myers, but he's 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 pretty efficient with his uh, opportunities. Um, so I would definitely uh, look to to pick him up um, you know, on waivers. Yeah, and I mean for a tight end, I don't really. I mean at this point, I know Dan Arnold shouldn't be available. Conklin shouldn't be available. Uh, Fryermuth shouldn't be av- available. Maybe Cole Komet if he's available. I mean that could be somebody that. For a, in, in in a pinch spot, uh, he just had a hundred yard game against the Steelers uh, two weeks ago, didn't he? Yeah, I think he had. I think he had like eight targets. Yeah, last week uh, when they played uh, before their bye, so it looks like. I mean, it looks like Justin Fields is starting to, to get a little more into 
like, you know, playing in the NFL, and he's been definitely looking at Cole Clement. So if you need a tight end, you know, that's somebody you can use. So, yeah. um, you know, our next segment, uh, we talk about matchups that we can exploit, a.k.a. barbecue chicken. If you don't know what barbecue chicken or where that comes from, if you watch the NBA uh, on uh, TNT inside the NBA, the preview sh- uh, pre-show before they, they uh, play games, Shaq is on there whenever they show a matchup of somebody cooking somebody, killing yeah. somebody. He always says barbecue chicken alert. Yep. So any matchup that you can exploit in a in a bad way, that's that's who, that's what we want to attack. That's, those are the type of players that we want to want to start and play against. Um, the first matchup I have is Tua versus the Jets. Uh, like we said, and uh, waiver wire. Uh, this is a good streamer for this week. Um, this is uh, like we say in plus matchups. Tua has been really really good. Uh, week six and seven, he was quarterback one. Jets are last in pass DVOA, uh, and they just gave up almost 400 yards to Josh Allen. Uh, this is also a good spot for um, – supposed to be a good spot for for uh, for Gaskins because uh, the Jets, are, Jets give up the most, the most yards uh, – the most fantasy points to running backs. But, I mean, Miles Gaskins plays with a play, – plays in front of a, a – behind a, a very, very bad Miami, Miami O-line. Uh, so – you can start him with caution, uh, but for sure you can start Tua. You can start Waddle. You can start uh, Gesicki um, versus this bad defense for sure. Don't, don't shoot us if he gets it on zero. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the process is right. Look at the teams they're playing. Look at just You, you just got to follow the data. Follow the data. Follow the trends. Um, <laughs> th- these teams have been bad giving up yards and, and points. Um, to all these, you know, to all these uh, positions. So um, all we can do is just follow the follow follow the follow the points, follow the trail. Yep. Uh, another spot that uh, that looks really good is uh, Brandon Cooks versus the Titans secondary. Uh, I know the Titans of their defenses look better in terms of uh, bringing pressure to a quarterback, but the Titans do give up the most points per game to the wide receiver position. I know Cooks. I think he's over thirty-one percent target share for the year, which is elite. Yeah. Uh, so he's getting elite level usage. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And Tyrod will look to him uh, as often as he can. So if you have Brandon Cooks, you can definitely start him with confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple more matchups we have, we have here. Um, our boy Rain Dakota Prescott, first of his name against that Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense. Yeah. They've they've looked good in the last couple of weeks, but they haven't played. They played Derek Carr and they played Jordan Love. But they they have not mm-hmm. played Dak Prescott, and Dak Prescott is. Finally, he he got his groove. He got his groove back uh, last week against the Falcons. Um, the Chiefs are still giving up the second most points uh, to the quarterback position, and they are still thirtieth in pass DVOA. So they are still not good um, overall. So, and that's a matchup that we can we can expect the Cowboys um, to to exploit, and they will be probably throwing the ball a lot this week um, to keep to keep pace with that uh, Kansas City offense that kind of found their found their footing last week. Um, another one that we can look at is the Cleveland run game versus Detroit. Um, Detroit's 29th in rush DVOA, and they give up 135.7 yards per game. Um, and Cleveland is tied for first in the league um, with 154.1 yards um, per game uh, rushing. And they should be getting Nick Chubb back um, in the lineup. Um, he, he missed last week due to COVID. Um, so him and, you know, De Ernest Johnson, uh, you know, who's, who's played really well um, in relief yeah. of, 
of, of Nick Chubb a couple of times this year. Um, they should run all over the Detroit Lions, uh, you know, defense. And they just surrendered over 100 yards or nearly 100 yards to uh, Najee Harris last week. Yeah. And one last matchup, uh, like we talked about before, the Panthers offense versus the Washington defense. Uh, the, the Washington uh, uh, football team, they give up the most points to the quarterback position and the second most to the wide receiver position. And they're 29th and past DVOA. So you can definitely start. You can start Cam. You can start DJ Moore. You can start definitely start CMC. Um, you know, if you if you feel a little frisky, a little dangerous, you can start still Robbie. <laughs> if you woke up you feeling can, dangerous. Yeah, you can start uh Robbie Anderson also if you want. Um, but yeah, they should definitely get some get some some yardage versus that defense. Yeah. Um in, in our last our last segment of the show. Uh, here in Texas, we cannot, uh, we can't gamble legally, um, which sucks. Hopefully, they get that corrected soon. Yeah. Uh, but one thing, how we get our skin in the game is uh, is betting on player props. Uh, player props, I mean, they go pretty much hand in hand with with fantasy these days because I mean, this is what people use in terms of projections, uh, and you, you combine these with your fantasy lineups in terms of like feeling good or bad about potentially playing this player in your lineup. So we apply that. And then, I mean, we, we go to prize picks to, to make our player prop, our player prop bets. You know, you can, you can parlay two, two players, three players, four players or five players. Um, so here's some of the players that we're interested in playing this week that we, we felt, we felt really good about the lines that, that they showed on, on, on prize picks. Uh, my first one was CMC over 49 and a half receiving yards. Uh, CMC, outside of the uh, week three where he got hurt in the first quarter versus Houston, every game that he's finished, he's played and finished, he hasn't finished under under 54 receiving yards uh, per game. And then last week, I mean, just past week, you just saw him have, what, nine catches for 80-something for yards. So um, I, I think that's, uh, without question, that's easy work for, for him. So yeah, that's one I, player I, I'm I looking at. I anticipate that line uh, moving. You know, moving moving up a little bit you know, throughout the week, but that's if you can lock that in right now, I would lock it in like immediately. Yeah. Wherever yeah. you wherever you wherever you gamble, um, lock that in ASAP. Yeah, and my other one was Kyle Pitts under sixty five and a half uh, receiving yards. Um, why I chose this one is because they're playing against New England. You know what New England is, is infamous for? They want to get rid of your number one option on this option offense. If Cordell, even if Cordell Patterson is playing, they will be focusing on getting rid of Kyle Pitts. Uh, New England's defense, ever since Dak blessed them, uh, they have they've been tops in terms of uh, passes passing yards given up per game. So, uh, and then also they they give up the third lowest fantasy points to the tight end position at 6.3 points per game. So yeah, go ahead and like that win also. Yeah. So a couple, a couple that I have, uh, the first one I'll touch on is Justin Fields over 189 and a half passing yards. Uh, we did briefly touch on, you know, Justin Fields, you know, kind of coming into his own a little bit. Um, he did, he is coming off of a 291 yard game against the Steelers um, on that Monday night football game. Um, and you know they're going against the Ravens this week. Who you know they're twenty fourth in pass DVOA, and they and they are completely banged up in the secondary. Um, they've had injuries all season long. They've had I think they've had at least ten players on IR, um, most of them on defense. 
Um, and they give up the most pass yards per game um, in the NFL. So they're 32nd in pass yards um, given up per game. And they're also fourth worst in yards per pass attempt. And, and why that's important is that Fields, is, he's been, you know, he, ha- he has, a, you know, quite quite a, a high A dot um, throwing the ball down the field. He's, you know, he's had a couple of games where he's had at least, you know, 12, 15 yard A dot. I think this, I think this past game against the Steelers, I think his, his A dot was like 15 yards down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was, he, he was, he's, he was taking shots. And I think this is another game that he's going to be taking some more shots um, down the field. Um and then, you know, the, and then in that same game, they're playing the Ravens on the other side. Uh, I have Hollywood Brown over 57 and a half yards receiving. Um, he's hit this number in six of nine games um, this year. And uh, the, the Bears, they are the 11th best matchup for wide receivers. Um, and obviously, Lamar Jackson loves targeting Hollywood Brown. Um, he'll he'll get a couple of deep shots, uh, deep opportunities um, in this game. And uh, I think Hollywood should have no problem hitting this 57.5 uh, yard number. Yo, people, so, you know, that's all we got for the show this week. Uh, hopefully we said we give y'all some information that y'all could take, you know, apply to your lineups, get ready for, for picking up uh, waiver wire pickups tomorrow or whenever day it is. Um, Ike, you got anything else for us? Yeah, you know, um, you know, we're, we're getting late in the season. We're entering 